they're more focused, they're quicker at making decisions, they make better balanced decisions, they're not absent, of course, they're happy. It just takes a little bit longer and perhaps a little bit more investment in that education of your leaders. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi. My name is Rick Nusky and welcome to today's show. It's wonderful to have you here because I can just tell you right now, um, this is going to be a treat for you because I'm on the line with somebody who is going to um, share with us the importance of relationships, leadership, productivity, as well as the health and well-being um, for us to achieve success in both our personal and professional lives. Now, with that all being said, welcome to the show, Rachel Shackleton. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for the lovely invitation. I'm looking forward to our chat. Fantastic. Yes, I've been looking at uh, your bio leading up to the call today, uh, Rachel, and it is uh complete let's just say that there's lots of wonderful stuff in there and a lot to unpack so one of the things that I noticed and it happened to be the very last thing on the bio is that recently in fact this year you spoke at the uh, presented in fact at the second international health congress in Geneva I was wondering if we can start there and talk a little bit about that experience yes that was um well due to COVID obviously it was moved online Mm -hmm. uh the organizers did an amazing job of of backing up everything so that you know if your technology didn't work they had a recording of what you were going to say um but in general i mean it, it was a great honor i mean there were some unbelievable speakers um in the lineup around from around the world and that is of course the beauty of virtual is that we can talk to each other freely and easily to audiences on a global basis um so the experience whilst you didn't get to experience those people in, in, in front of you talking over a cup of coffee yeah uh, you could at least tune in online so the experience for me was was very humbling to be to be invited to speak um in 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 amongst such world gurus oh yes absolutely yeah because I was sitting there as I was reading it, reading through it, and I'm going, there's this, she's done this, she's done this, and it was just all adding up. Now, <laughs> I, I'd love to, if we could, um, go back and, and I guess um, in your career leading up to you starting to found your own businesses, of which there are a couple at least, um, in, in terms of your experience in five-star hotels and how that has helped shape your career today. Oh, interesting question, Rick. Um, the, the hotel business was something I knew from, I don't know, six years old. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and um, eventually I ended up doing it. At that time, my parents had moved into moved to South Africa. They'd actually emigrated. It was back in 1976, 77, it would be. And I'd finished my schooling and I wanted to go into hotel business. So I went to interview for the only hotel school in South Africa at that time. <laughs> and 
much to my great disappointment and frustration, the, the, the board who were interviewing me said, well, you know, I, I wouldn't be admitted this year, one, because I was a woman, and two, because I didn't speak Afrikaans. Um, the first one, clearly, you cannot do anything about, and actually, I'm quite proud. <laughs> and of course. As a woman. Um, the second one, I, I thought, well, that's very odd, you know, here is a country that um, has, a, has a language that is spoken only within that particular country. So anyway, I, I didn't learn Afrikaans. Um, I did speak French and English at the time, and I went back a second year running. And they told me again, well, that you're, they're very sorry, but um, I, I'm still a woman um, oh, wow. and don't speak Afrikaans. So at that point, I said, well, to hell with all of you. Yes. Um, and I went and did it my way. And um, I started working as a waitress uh, down in a hotel in Umshanga Rocks, which is outside Durban in South Africa. And from there, I just went from department to department and then one day two people that had been my regular clients in a, a fresh pasta restaurant in a hotel that I was working in came in and gave me their card and they said um, if you ever want training in the hotel industry please call us well that was it I was on the phone the next day and I said you know I'm open I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready and to go I was the first management trainee for Southern Sun Hotels, which is now Sun International, um, and had a great time. And from there, that was a launch to working in primarily five-star properties, actually all over the world. And for people who perhaps don't think of themselves as academic, but love people, want to travel... This is such a wonderful industry. I mean, I know right now it's being hit very hard, but it will come back. Um, and it teaches you so much. So from your question, what has it taught me? It's taught me how to tolerate different cultures. And I mean tolerate in the nicest, in the nicest way, yes. Word. How to understand that the mistakes can be made when people are speaking a different language. And the culture's different. So it's, it's helped me to do that. Um, it's helped me to communicate with people in all kinds of situations because not all customers are happy. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then you learn to, to work with people, to meet them where they are um, and to find that solution, which is always there. It's just a case of agreeing. Yeah. Um, and, and taking control of it and not being afraid of it or running away from it because a, a customer complaint is an opportunity to improve. I love that. Um, I love the fact that you've said that because a lot of the times people see it as a negative experience where it is actually truly an opportunity. And you've touched on, you know, elements of empathy and, and customer focus. And I can see um, how they would transpose over to your, your, over to your businesses nowadays. But, um, one of the other things that I have noticed, uh, Rachel, is that you talk about um, in the corporate world being able to function without ever getting to that point where you burn out. Um, what's your experience with this been? Um, again, another good question. I learned the hard way, Rick. Um, this was at the time I was running a business in Russia. I had 15 employees. 
Um, it was my business. So, it, you know, my my role in the business was actually to bring in business and keep everybody employed. And, and of course, um, working with the clients to deliver an excellent product. Mm-hmm. But um, it was 1998. And I don't know, probably not everybody is aware that Russia went through a financial crisis in 1998. Um, it was it was so scary, Rick. I can't even tell you. I mean, I just didn't understand what was going on. I mean, your money, you know, if you had four thousand uh, dollars at that time, it wasn't even uh, rubles in your bank account. Within seconds, it was worth four. Wow. It was it was so scary, and everybody was, of course, talking about the same thing, which made it quite depressing and difficult. Um, a lot of the larger organizations were laying people off, making them redundant. And I made a decision that I wouldn't do that for my employees. Um, but at the same time, I couldn't afford to pay them a, a full salary when actually in reality, they can't do anything because everybody was just trying to deal with this situation. Yeah. Not investing in training. Anyway, long story short, I, I, I went, through the crisis, um, keeping all my staff, um, feeding their families. And within about three months of that period coming out, um, I collapsed, basically. My back just said, enough, enough, enough. enough." And I ended up on the floor in a friend's apartment in London for three months, lying on my back, literally, looking up at the ceiling and thinking, why has this happened? <laughs> and of course, with some soul searching, you understand you, you cannot carry the world on your shoulders and push yourself and push yourself and push yourself, ignoring your body messages, because we always get messages um, wherever it is. Is it in our gut? Is it in our joints? Is it in our head? But we always get the message that we're pushing too hard. And this is the point where you've got to take the foot off the pedal because if you continue as I did, you'll burn out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you listen to that and you think to yourself, I'm invincible, you know, when we're younger, we can't break and we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then the next day, like you've, you've experienced, bang, it's, it's all over, at least it changes for you. Now, I have a, qu- a couple of questions. We're going to go left of field a moment. Are you still... Um, involved with equestrian equestrian events do you still love horses um i i have a i have a horse um he has been with me for 23 years um naughty funny character but we don't we don't do any eventing or anything like that you know we just enjoy the local environment yeah fantastic that's that's great i I'm, i'm wondering um in terms of the core of today's call, we've touched on um, the fact that we're going to be talking about um, health and well-being and productivity and leadership, which is all of your speciality. Given your life's experience to that point of burnout, was that the genesis for starting um, your businesses at Green Key Personal Development and Green Key Health and Wellbeing? Did they start at the same time? Um, actually not, Rick. In a way, yes, it was because... Um, after that, I travelled India for three months, and I bumped into somebody who was running a clinic ashram. Wonderful, wonderful man. And he, within seconds of walking through the door, he looked at me and he said to me, "What is it you want to do with your life?" Oh wow! 
which really took me back because I was sort of quite a, at that point quite an introverted person but um, I said to him well I've always wanted to work with natural medicine and he said well go and have a look at kinesiology oh, of course so I did and that's when I started to learn kinesiology I would fly back to the UK um, every month practically for one, once a month to study so when I returned to the UK, my goal was actually to treat people with kinesiology, uh, through kinesiology, um, to slow down a bit, believe it or not. Um, but very quickly, I understood two things. One is I love groups. I love working with groups um, and the energy and the possibility to, to work that energy. And the second thing I understood is that kinesiology on its own is not going to provide um, enough financially to 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 feed me. So yeah. when I went to study herbal medicine and naturopathy, which is why now I've got the three things. So with this, these two realizations, I was well. Why have I got all these skills? And as I began to answer that question, I understood that I've got the skills of health and well-being organizations are struggling with absenteeism sickness mental health and all these things and i thought well that's why i've got it because i'm also a leadership trainer and i need to work with leaders on how to one keep themselves healthy mm -hmm. but two, see the symptoms in their team members of those that are burning on the verge of burnout not necessarily because the organization's pushing them, mm -hmm. but because they push themselves can also be um, a reason. And of course, we all get stuff that's thrown at us in our personal lives, which even though many organizations say will leave your private life outside when you step over the threshold of your work, that is next to near impossible. Um, it seems so to me um, that it's intertwined. You can't you know, clock off your body and your mind and your spirit when you clock on, can you? It's always, it's omnipresent. Yeah, absolutely. It's a part of who you are. And in my understanding um, and practice with individuals is that every sickness, every dis-ease mm -hmm. has an emotional foundation. So if you're suppressing your emotions over a long period of time, you're actually slowly destroying your body or you're creating a dis-ease, however that presents for you. Yeah. Is it, cancer? Is it hypertension? Is it uh, skin problems? What, you know, is it digestion? What, 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 what is it? But that depends on you and what the emotion is and where you your stress. This is a fascinating topic, uh, Rachel, because I, I, I hear you talk about working with groups. I hear kinesiology, um, and I'd love to just, I guess, share a little bit more with uh, the audience about what that actually is so they can get some context around it, just very basically. But I also um, really love how you've brought the, I guess, the commercial side of the world, the leadership and all of these things together for workers, for employees, in, in I guess, a, a practical way. So let's go back to this, this uh, kinesiology, and can we talk a li little bit more about that, then move into uh, the other side of it? 
Sure. So um, the, the basic foundation of kinesiology is um, muscle movement and how the energy um, goes through each individual muscle. Now, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, many different strains of, of, of kinesiology. Mm -hmm. I practice one is known as classical and the other is um, therapeutic energy kinesiology. But they both work on the same principle that if you put something, for example, on the body that you are allergic to mm -hmm. and you don't need to put it in the mouth, you can just literally yeah. put it on the body anywhere. Yeah. Um, let's say, for example, tomatoes and I put a test vial or a physical tomato on your body, if you are indeed allergic or intolerant to it, you will not be able to hold the muscle movement. So I know we're on screen, but if we consider triceps, if I do it like that, yeah. that's better. Yeah. If I do it like that. So if I'm working with this muscle, I'm going to put pressure here. But it's very slight pressure, Rick. It's like, that's it. It's a very slight movement. And actually, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time to, to feel that. That's a major part of the training. So when I do that, you can hold your muscle, no problem. Now I put the tomato... And I test the muscle at the same time, and the muscle will do this, which tells me you have an intolerance or um, an allergy, and you should stay away from tomatoes because they're not helping you. And this can help. This could be applied across all number of different, um, I guess, blocks and ailments. Can I just mention, um, I actually um, um, experienced kinesiology firsthand through a gentleman called Errol Harding. He's renowned worldwide, and he gave me these little um, vials of oil he got me to hold them in my hand and he said, you're, gonna, you're not going to have any strength in your arm when you hold this. And sure enough, I had absolutely zero strength. And he said, hang on, I'll get this uh, other oil or whatever it was, some essence. And he said, now do it and see how much strength you've got. I've, I can tell you right now, the power of kinesiology is amazing. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very excited to talk about this because I know full well um, that it works. And that's the really exciting part, uh, Rachel. Now, when we come back to the discussion of um, of employees and and getting them on balance, you know, um, the most productive and you know the healthiest they can be, how does that work in a group setting? How how do you go about assessing somebody? Well, in 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 when I'm working with corporates, um, I don't treat anybody from a from an alternative perspective, i.e., from I don't treat them through kinesiology or herbal medicine. Right. Naturopathy is probably the one that comes in the most, um, and certainly not all all organisations are open to education through leadership of how to take care of yourself. If, for example, we look at you know at movements, we look at diets, we look at getting fresh air, we look at um, self management. Not all organizations are open to having that as part of the, 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 the overall training program for, yeah. for their, which is in with, you know, communication, uh, skills, uh, influencing, etc. Um, but those that, those that are, usually how I bring it in and through is through self-leadership first, is how do you lead yourself? And, and that is the complete whole, you know, it's the holistic approach of the whole human being from, a, from a, a, an emotional, physical, mental and spiritual 
um, view and aspect. And the question is, how do you take care of each of these pillars of yourself mm-hmm. to pay that respect to yourself and to, to lead yourself with respect so that you earn that right to lead others? This is wonderful content. I'm loving, I'm loving hearing this. Um, there's so many questions. Uh, and I think to myself, with the corporate side of things, are you finding that there is a trend towards opening up to this type of experience and training? Um, or is it a slow process? I think it's a slow process, Rick. I think it's a slow process because we still have this um, opposite ends of the poles of CEOs, senior management in large uh, organizations have so much pressure on them from 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 stakeholders shareholders who are who want a deliverable of a financial return and this sometimes inhibits their ability to see in the longer term mm-hmm. so they look short term as we see most world governments do you know we talk about sustainability put something in place for the next three years and then forget the rest um so it's it's that mentality has to change that you can get and you do get it's not even a case of can Mm -hmm. you get your financial rewards and returns by taking care of your leaders and the leaders taking care of their team members to make sure that they are fit and healthy and therefore doing a, 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 an extremely good job but they more product they're more productive they're more focused they're quicker at making decisions they make better balanced decisions they're not absent of course they're happy yeah yes a return it just takes a little bit longer and perhaps a little bit more investment in that education of your of your leaders. It's a bit of a pioneering journey in many respects, isn't it? Yes, I think so. Sadly, I think so. Mm. But you know, it's like everything; it, it will it will come, Rick. And I think you know, COVID is going to help actually with this. Yes, it's a it's force fed right now on on. I guess uh, many, many different organisations. So, Rachel, I wonder, um, with this being said, is is this a like a multiple day um, uh, experience for the corporate environment? How how long do your programs run, generally? Um, generally, well, what I do is I build the program according to the specific needs of every organisation. So. If it's if let's say for example it's a it's a leadership program including um, the aspects of uh, self leadership that we discussed yeah. for a group of middle managers it would likely be around six days but that um, is not six days in a row it's probably two days the following month two days and two days broken up yeah. If, for example, you wanted to educate your senior management on how do we how do we bring this aspect of health and well-being into our organisation on a deeper level. Deeper level meaning they're not just providing massage at lunchtime or a healthy option in the canteen. That's good, but it's not dealing with the issue. It's dealing with the symptom. 
then we're probably looking for senior management at a day to two days. Again, it could be split up or it could be together. So it really depends on what the organization wants to achieve, Rick, as to yeah. how long the investment might be. But having said that, you can do, so you can do something in a two-hour lunch, lunch, sort of, uh, lunch and talk type presentation, and people would pick up a lot of uh, tips to help them work with their team. Lots of value to be taken away. I, it got me to thinking, um, as somebody who is a leader in this field, what does a typical day look like for you? I was wondering if you can walk us through what your day looks like to prepare yourself mentally and physically. Um, yes, this, mor this morning is, is, is a good example. So I typically get up around six o'clock um, because I found that this is the only time that can be my time, me yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, I make my cup of tea, a glass of uh, a freshly squeezed lemon juice with hot water, and I sit and read for an hour. Um, usually, it's an educational uh, book. At the moment, I'm reading uh, Gabor Mate, When the Body Says No. Before that, I was reading Robert Rabin, Invisible Leadership. So it, it, it depends. And when I finish that, I then do some stretching. Um, and then I do my gratitude. And then I meditate. Um, and then depending on the, the schedule for the day, I might go out for a walk, as I did this morning, mm -hmm. for sort of minutes. Um, and then I come back and I'm ready for the day. If it's with a group, of course, I make sure my technology is working. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. Now you don't just pitch up with your things. Um, <laughs> that you know, I've got everything in place for that. Um, but I also, um, before the training, generally, if I'm going into a client's premises, I'm going to spend time settle, settling the energy in the room. Um, that sounds very odd. It probably is very odd, but <laughs> no, absolutely not. I understand. Um, I think it's. I think it's a case of me feeling the energy in the room and setting it correctly for the group for when they come in to 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 get the help from the universe. I, I mean, there's no other way to explain it. You know, people are probably thinking I'm off the off the off the planet if I think <laughs> absolutely not but but I do believe that that if something has to come out in a group that I'm not aware of and and, and there are some participants but maybe not all aware it's something will happen that allows that to come out in that group if it's if it's the right thing that should happen yeah. and it, it could be a question that I ask of somebody or it could be an exercise that we do and then all of a sudden this people this person is talking about this issue that is a block within this group yeah i can see how this would apply in the corporate setting uh, rachel but i'd love to i guess swing over to the other side of your more one-to-one -one work and and talk about that in terms of unblocking these blocks but do you often see emotionally charged responses when people suddenly realize, hey, look, there's a block here and you've helped them work, th uh, work through it? 
Um, so if I can just go one step back. So when I'm talking to a client for the first time, if they're a new, if they're a new client, mm -hmm. I'll take what's known as a full case history. So I look at all the body systems, so musculoskeletal, skin, digestion, um, endocrine, etc. So I have a picture of this person. I also ask them about family history of, of, of illness, and I ask them what are the two things they want to achieve um, in, in, in these treatments so that I know where they want to go and I address it. This discussion helps me decide, do I work with therapeutic energy kinesiology or do I work with the classical, yeah. which is more about finding what, what is stressing the body on, on, on a physical level. Certainly when I do the therapeutic energy kinesiology, it is very often that you get um, emotions just bubbling to the surface mm. and, and, and coming out. Um, and that, of course, is a huge release um, for, for anybody. Um, it may not feel like it at the time, but, but it's huge when the body lets go of um, dis-ease the suppression of emotions um it's huge it's huge what would you say to people who um come to you for help when they have a problem is that the right approach or should you be looking at maintaining and improving as part of your lifestyle in general um I'm not sure I understood the question correctly. Are you asking, do I address other things with the person about how to change their lifestyle? No, um, like, I mean, people oftentimes, I'll go to a doctor when they're sick. So in terms of kinesiology and all of the other great work that you do, is this more of about a maintenance approach or is it um, on an as-needs basis? What's so, um, <laughs> I mean, personally, I think maintenance is, is better. Um, you know, you, you, we all go and service our car because we want to maintain it. We want it to keep it running for longer. Well, it's the same with the human body. If you want to keep it running for longer, <laughs> you've got to service it somehow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and some people, you know, that might be massage. It might be reflexology. It might be acupuncture. These are all great preventative um, styles of um, therapy or therapeutics, yeah. as is physiology. Yeah. So maintenance for, for me um, is is better, but that doesn't have to be more than three, four times a year. I mean, yeah, I was going to say. A... I wonder what the frequency would be. You know, because we we all have very uh, busy lives nowadays, don't we? Yeah. Now. Um... You've got two separate websites. I'm wondering if we can talk through just briefly um, both individually and um, I guess what the experience will be when they get to, uh, let's start with greekeypersonaldevelopment.com. Um, what are they going to find on that website? Um, so, so the website gives, um, as I would say most websites do, um, an about section about me, about, about what what we do mm -hmm. and that that is a general description of the fact that we we do training and that the four key areas are well-being corporate well-being uh leadership communication and customer excellence um if you have a particular interest you can go look more deeply into one of those for a little bit more 
of a description. Um, however, the descriptions are quite general because I cus because I work with each client individually. I don't build the course beforehand. Yeah. Also on that site, you will find a page on e-learning, which is um, what I've been doing, uh, developing actually in the, in this lockdown period. I developed a whole set of modules on well-being in the workplace, uh, which includes six different uh, topics, which organizations can uh, buy and make available to all their employees to do 20, 30 minutes on, for example, stress in my stride or maximizing my energy or me and my values. Um, mental health, mental agility is also there. Um, so you'll also find uh, the information about that and you'll find my blog. Um, I blog once a month on each website. Um, so you'll always find something new coming in, in on that, in on that page. Some fresh content. Now, can I just go back a couple of steps with you, Rachel, and just ask you about mental health a little bit and given, um, what's happening in the world right now and with your, your students, your clients, your, um, and the people you work with, um, what sort of content uh, are you um, developing, if any, to do with, um, working in isolation and, and well, and mental, mental health? Um, th this actually is coming in the, the next uh, modules, which which we are working on. Mm -hmm. uh, looking looking from well, my own personal point of view and the feelings that I go through and experience um, related to the COVID situation, um, and then talking to clients and listening to issues as well, individual clients as well as um, organisational clients. I understand that the fallout from this lockdown or the lockdown that's been experienced practically all over the world is going to be much more massive than the actual COVID-19 um, damage, yeah. if we can again in the nicest sense. Mm. As social beings, we have to have... Uh, social contact it, it is essential yeah. and working on a zoom is very good but i don't get to um to sit next to you or do the natural thing of you know put your hand out all the things that we do that we're not the senses conscious. yeah the senses thank you rick for that um so i am um going to start um, developing this after we finish the uh, customer service three programs which are under development now lots um, of work to do then lots of work yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of my own work Rick, you know <laughs> that sits down and so like, okay with nothing to do you know i like to be <laughs> <laughs> no, I can I can tell that you've got a lot of wonderful content. I've had a look at that uh, particular site. Now, what about the other site uh, that people will find, uh, the greenkeyhealth.co.uk? How does that differ? Um, so this is very much aimed to the individual mm -hmm. um, who is looking for some assistance in um, helping them correct or maintain their existing 
body wellness, mental and, and, and physical. So it explains about what is kinesiology, how does it work? Mm-hmm. It, there's a little bit there about um, herbal medicine and naturopathy and how the three work together. Um, you'll find a brief description of what goes on in a consultation and then the um, possibility to book if you'd like to book a, a consultation or give me a call because I'm happy to talk to people for, for 10 minutes to understand is this right for them or not Yeah. if they're concerned about that. And then there is the blog um, also on, on that site, which of course is more health-oriented um, whereas the other one is might be health and business oriented or just business leadership communication oriented. Thank you very much for sharing, Rachel. Um, you are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, you're a wonderful soul. You've got so much to give. And for everybody who's on the call with us today is customary. I will be making not one, but two URLs back to greekeypersonaldevelopment.com and greenkeyhealth.uk. And with all that being said, Rachel, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. It's been a pleasure um, to talk to you and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.